I just found the craziest video ever, and it's about 15 seconds long, but it, basically it's a video of this kid that the parents specifically said, do not take a picture of him. You're not allowed to take a picture of him. Like other parents? Like this kid's parents? Yes. To these so, other parents? so he went on a, it looked like they were out on the beach. Yeah, it's like they were having like a midnight Beach Boys party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know what they were doing. I was just just trying to tell a story here. Okay. But okay. Aggressive. <laughs> They, Gosh, they were on right. the beach, and the other mother that was watching the kid ended up taking a picture. Well, his hand is facing up towards the camera, so his face wasn't seen, but it was one of those live videos of the photo. Yeah, when you click on the when you put yes. your, yeah, and you hold down, it shows it live, yeah. Yes. So it goes in, and it gets darker, and you could see just a crawling figure going across the screen behind the kid. It's like almost like it's exiting the kid's body. Yes. It's the craziest fucking thing ever. When you showed me that, I was like, no fucking way. If and you, you guys want to go, it. I, we can't post it on our Instagram or anything because we, I didn't talk to the people on there because they're, they've been kind of mean to me. Oh, <laughs> Adrian's being attacked on Reddit. You know heartfelt. what? Again, I'm going to, you know, I say it a lot, but I applaud you for dealing with the butthole of Reddit. <laughs> hey, there's some great people out there. There are some there great is. people on there, but man. It is just like that is where the internet trolls get together and have their convention, and they post all their dick pics on their profile. <laughs> but either either way, the subreddit page is Ghost, and it's one of the most popular videos they have at the moment. So if you guys want to go look at that video, go ahead, go over to Reddit, go to Ghost. When you see stuck in this purgatory, hit a nice little like for us, and then go watch the video. <laughs> nice I do plug. have to say, like, uh, it's convincing to me because. And now that I've been dealing with a lot of like this, like CG stuff and trying to, cause I don't fuck around with copyright shit anymore. Like it's not even worth your time. So I just try and do everything on our own. Uh, that would be so hard to do because I mean, it's literally moving. You would have to take a still picture and then have some like 3d animation effects to put a little crawler the way that it goes across this video. Yeah, those live video, the, the embedded live videos are kind of, that's hard. That's, well, that's a hard one. I'll put a cozy stamp on that. Yeah. Do you like that? Chase, why'd you hit me? That hurt. You know, you act like I abuse you. You're so abusive. You like it. (laughs) Sometimes. Welcome (laughs) back, purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. I'm Chase. And joining me in Purgatory, as always, is Hunter. Ah, jeez, Chase, quit hitting me. (laughs) Ah, jeez, Rick. And Adrian. Stop the abuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's changed. I said something and it manifested. You know... You guys Hello. like the abuse. What do you want? <laughs> Hilo. You should start saying Hilo. Okay, let's let's redo it. Do, do the introductions again. <laughs> Welcome back, Purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. My name is Chase, and joining me in Purgatory, as always, is Hunter. Aw, oh, jeez, Chase, quit hitting me. Aw, oh, jeez, Rick, and Adrian. Hilo. Milo. Yeah, I like the first one. We're going <laughs> to keep both of them. Yeah. We'll let you guys decide. Yeah. A or B. <laughs> So, what did you guys think of that Shadow Person episode? Wow. Uh, you know, I loved it. I love I love the theory of Shadow People, even because it it's such a wide covering aspect. Because you, you could be like, oh, that's a ghost. Or, hey, that's a demon. Or, hey, that's men in black. Or, hey, that, that's an alien. And re- in reality, it all means the same shit. It's kind of true. It's so complex. Whatever your mind perceives it to be. I'm telling you, man, there is something out there. I, I, what was that? The caveman story you're talking about? The cave the allegory of a cave. That is very intriguing to me. Actually, I want you homework for you, Chase. 
read the actual allegory of a cave. It's like a like an essay. Uh, read it actually, and then let me know. Let me know your thoughts because I'm, I'm it's a, very interesting. I'll tell you right now. If you don't send it to me, that shit will not get done. Okay, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Homework <laughs> is to actually send stuff to Chase because he'll actually do it if you send it to him. If you just tell him, it won't work. Okay, I'm. Uh, I will put this on blast. Actually, right now, I was just gonna text the guys this in a group a couple days ago, but I'm saying it loud and proud on the podcast. I want you guys to comprise a list of uh, scary movies that I you want me to watch. Oh. And if you can, I want you to put it in an order that makes sense. Like, if there's, like, a series, like, yeah. the whole, like, Annabelle and the Nun and all that bullshit, right? Like, I know you're supposed to watch those in a certain series, right? And so, extra credit if you find those movies and you put them in order the way they're supposed to be watched. If I've never watched them, I'll tag along with Chase. We could have a movie night. Oh, fun. I'd make the popcorn. Oh, I'll make, this is so cute. We're going to make some uh, smoked pork and jalapeno poppers. Can somebody give butter you my a biscuits? Jalapeno popper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you got a spicy popper. <laughs> like how Adrian and I went food sexual real quick. You are is a little it Greenfield? <laughs> It's a jalapeno popper. <laughs> it pops. You're jalapeno. Wow. 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 Now we're on racist. We are, we're moving on from this. <laughs> so if you love the, the history behind Shadow People, and trust me, there there's even more. But what we find when we're going through all of these is they all interlock together. And it's just crazy hell. One thing could then be perceived as, you know, a gin. And then next you have a poltergeist, and they could mix together. And I just want to put Hunter on blast real quick. Uh, a mimic is not a fucking thing. I have went through article after article, and there is no studies on mimics. I It's real. I'm going to back Adrian up on this one. He He told me about it, and I'm like, you're full of shit. There's no way there's not a mimic. They've made a mimic in a video game. It's in par- it's in Phasmophobia now. There's yeah. a mimic. <gasps> there is? Yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't know it's that. It's fucking sick. Cool. Uh, also, very terrifying in that video game. But I couldn't find anything either. Hmm. We ser- I seriously sat there in the truck for like 10, 15 minutes and couldn't okay. find a single article. I'll at least have you guys there's on that. There's a movie, and that's where it came from. There's a movie in the show, The Haunting. I will show you The Haunting, because that yes. is a real account. But maybe maybe, maybe you're right, Adrian. Maybe there's not like actual historic or scientific evidence backing a mimic. But I still believe that this this little freaking entity exists. Well, I mean, maybe there's a different name for it. And what it else just... is calling from you from your basement? What is calling well, to your so, mom and you? So the the theory on mimics is not that it's calling from like the basement or anything. It mimics other ghost figures. So it mimics a poltergeist. It mimics a shadow person. It mimics so that it, it's the whole theory behind just like an actual mimic in real life. That's where they got the theory of mimics. So what spirit is in your house mimicking another spirit? That's it's even the gremlin more complex. in yeah. the fucking basement I've been telling you about. So the gremlin, I'm sorry, I've been calling you a mimic. I want to manifest you, gremlin. No, nah, it's a dark elf. Or dark elf. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it's like if a dark elf is really down there and it's like the D&D version of dark elf, That'd be pretty fucking cool. Be pretty fun I, cool. I mean, I don't know. I'd be freaked out, but I'd be pretty. If pretty it was cool. chaotic neutral, I'd be all right with Here, it. Here, <laughs> I'd manifest something in my house because I do it to Chase's house very okay. often. Let's hear it. The cleansing elves. <laughs> can you please? Wow. Can you please clean my home? <laughs> you can tell he's a lazy college boy. Did you guys watch that TikTok I sent you of that lady who captured that 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 the elf the elf the the, the fairy yeah the fairies and stuff? I don't know about that one that was weird though you didn't see it in the show I, I saw the smoke. it took me a minute to figure it. I saw it eventually bro I, I could smoke some O's I could blow some O's yeah <laughs> blow some O's talk to me like five years ago in my vape phase and then I can tell you about <laughs> smokes and clouds or I just blow a fat cloud and we just take freaking pictures like crazy and be like oh I can see a head right there and then you circle it and be like and then your mind manifests it and you're like. Yeah, I could see a head too. Oh, and then there's a want. Yep. And then I told Chase, I was like, "Look, I could also see an eagle." And he was like, "Yep." Yeah. Regardless, I, it was cool though. I was pretty was hungry, video. so I kind of saw a hot dog. Oh, you glizzy, <laughs> glizzy, glizzy Glock. gobbler. You... <laughs> Did you like the one I said today? Did you watch the one yes. with the sweet potato? Oh, <laughs> well, either way, if you yeah. loved the history, the characteristics, and everything above in that last episode about the shadow people. 
you guys will love the stories that we found of shadow people. Part two. Yes. Yeah, so shadow people. Welcome Chase, back. Do you want to start us off with one of the first stories? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even really say this first part is a story. It's more of kind of a recap of the last episode for uh, you people that don't like to listen in order. Um, so this is a Camden College study on shadow people. The definition of shadow people is a shadowy figure that flickers in and out of your peripheral vision. In most cases, these entities have been written off as hallucinations, dreams, drug reactions, or mental health manifestations. Shadow people have been theorized by believers to be anything from a paranormal malevolent being to extraterrestrial or interdimensional vision visitors who have the ability to visit our world from time to time. Shadow people have often been used interchangeably with dark matter, which is a sci-fi term used to describe small moving and often vicious black holes. Dark matter. I'll give you a vicious dark hole. <laughs> you couldn't. You just had to say it. You couldn't fucking hold it. You couldn't wait till he finished his sentence. Dark matter, which I produce very often, can actually be proven to exist because of gravitational anomalies in space. It has never occurred on Earth, at least, to any scientific level. Except Chase's warp gate. <laughs> yeah, they, they need a scientific... Explanation of that asshole. <laughs> There's so much that comes out of it. So here's the modern folklore. Heidi Hollis appearances on Coast to Coast AM, late night radio talk show, helped popularize modern beliefs in shadow people. Hollis described them as dark silhouettes with human shapes and profiles that flicker in and out of peripheral vision and claimed that people have reported the figures attempting to jump on their chest and choke them. She believes that they could be repelled by invoking the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And the episode right there. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Click. <laughs> Although participants in online discussion forums devoted to paranormal and supernatural topics describe them as menacing, other believers and paranormal authors do not agree that shadow people are either evil, helpful, or neutral. And some even speculate that shadow people may be the extra extra dimensional inhabitants of another universe. Some paranormal investigators and authors such as Chad Stombaugh claim to have recorded images of shadow people on video. That's the hardest thing with all this evidence for me. Side note before you continue. Is the pictures and the videos that they produce of shadow people and mists and all these things. It's again, it's... This is where I'm very speculative. I just don't see it. I don't see it in a lot of these pictures and stuff. It would take a Chad to uh, have to record these images. So, Well, let's get into the stories. One of the studies that people keep referring to when talking about shadow people is the sleep study GR16-1971 from Camden College. And I know, Oscar, I probably butchered that name, but it's okay. Supposedly, this sleep study was conducted after a group of people claimed that shadow people were haunting them in their dreams. They experienced sleep paralysis and severe nightmares. The suggestion in this clip is that the shadow people killed the participants during the study, and if you watch the video, shadow people will get you too. Did you watch it, Adrian? No, I didn't. I'm not watching it either. Yeah, I don't think anyone should watch it. Pussies. Well, No. I'm, I'm, I'm usually the one that says it, but but when I was like ten, the like the chain emails where they sent like the spooky ass shit, and they're like, send it to ten other people. Or My little ten luck. year old self would be terrified by the stories. To be fair, yes, that whole Russian sleep experiment that's fake as fuck. Yes, those pictures haunted my dreams for like years. Oh my god, I just watched that like a few months ago, and it's still terrifying. Yes, like and to believe that your mind could possibly do that, even though it was fake, right? But it it's possible. Your mind could do so many fucking things. Yeah. Sleep sleep deprivation is actually wild. I mean, remember when we would do twenty uh, all nighters when we were kids? Oh, yeah. And that, that when you hit that twenty four hour mark, it gets weird. Imagine doing that imagine being able to do that for like seventy two hours. I feel like you would you would at least experience something. At least something weird. Well, the crazy part about this video is there there's not really any evidence whatsoever that this sleep study actually occur- occurred. And it most definitely didn't cause the death of its subjects. 
if I, I'm I'm not gonna be the buzzkill. Yeah, if if this would have happened, it would already be all over the internet. You know, honestly, it probably would be like, especially in today's culture, that would be like the topic of conversation right now. Like, I can't believe we let this happen. What what I'm thinking this whole story is behind is kind of like the Blair Witch, where mm. they they created the Blair Witch, and then everyone started believing in witches, and they had the big old thing back then. And I think this is what made the movie in 2013 shadow people. And I think this is one of the reasons why people believe shadow people as being real. And now we're getting so many cases of shadow people appearing. And, uh, I mean, it just takes off to if, if this study did occur, I could see people hiding it, hiding it. If you have a study happening in the, in a college, you don't want many people finding out, especially if it meant harm to other people. Lazarus like, effect. Lazarus effect. Exactly. Yes. Or yes. or the, even the Stanford prison experiment. Yes. If something like that came out later past the Stanford experiment, you know what kind of deprivation that the colleges would have got for it? I mean, if people actually died in a study like this, it's very possible it could have been hidden. CIA, MK Ultra. Exactly. So, what do you guys think about the Camden College experiment? Uh, I mean, you kind of just straight up stated that as bullshit. So yeah, you didn't even give me a chance to yeah. form my own opinion. So yeah, it's bullshit. Stamped. You kind of fucked up on that one. Yep. I... <laughs> just I, admit I, it. Just agree. No, because I'm not going to agree with this one because I do believe people are pulling ropes and they could fucking hide shit if they want to hide shit. And the higher ups, if they knew shadow people were a thing and the population then found out, then we would have riot at our hands. Oh, well, let's be clear here, okay? Because it, and I'm going to go straight into fucking aliens because that's where yeah, I was going to go. Right. That's where I was going. I know what I saw. They will say what they want, and they will cover up things to distract the public. So I believe in aliens wholeheartedly, like 100%. But do I think that the disclosure of aliens these last couple of years is... Like, true? No. I think it's a distraction from the actual political events that are going on. So, I think that if these studies came out about shadow people, it would be the same thing. It would be just enough to keep people, the majority of the populace who actually believe in this shit, distracted, looking for those documents, trying to get the uh, Freedom of uh, Information Acts and get all the documents for it, just so they could distract them from the actual crises that are going on in this this world, it's a massive, it's a massive mis- misdirection, redirection from Chase's warp gate. I'm, I am positive the theory of behind shadow people is just to distract the masses from the colonies and the civilizations living within Chase's asshole. I believe this. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hunter, you want to read us your story that you brought us? Oh yes, I can. Uh, I can give you something here, saucy. So again, I read this amazing book. And it is definitely worth worth your time. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cite it because there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stories I pulled from from this book. It is a Walk in the Shadows, a complete guide to shadow people by Mike Ricksecker. And I want to talk about some of the stories that he included in the book from some people that had had uh, had written into him and whatnot. So he he labeled this as Sean's story. Are shadow people always visible? Or are they able to activate a location without actually being visible and then later manifest into a shadowy form? Sean Gilmore grew up in a haunted apartment in which he experienced plenty of paranormal activity, and he moved back there for a time in his young in his young adulthood. It was during this time, after all other paranormal activity he'd already experienced there, that he'd witnessed a tall shadow person. I had just moved to my TV couch and into my bedroom into the, from the storage unit, so we decided to watch a couple movies instead of fishing that night. A couple years later, my friend told me that after I had fallen asleep watching one of the movies that night, he had used the bathroom. The bathroom in my bedroom was out of service, so my buddy went to the bathroom in the hallway that was across from my old bedroom. When he went to open the door to the bathroom, he noticed that the light was on and the door was locked. Thinking that someone was in the bathroom, he sat on my couch where he could see when they were done and left the bathroom. He said that a half an hour later, no one came out and a light stayed on. A while later, he noticed the light was turned off. He thought it was odd because no one had ever come out of the bathroom. But he got up and tried to open the door, and it was unlocked. He stated that he never came back to over to that place. At that time, I would still enter my room and say out loud, 
This is my space and you're not welcome here. Stay out. Only then would I close my door. In this bedroom, it was different. After I would do that, I would feel uneasy. It was like I was upsetting the spirit. So I stopped demanding it to stay out and I stopped closing the bedroom door all the way. And then one night, I was in the bed trying to go to sleep. I was lying in my bed with my eyes open when I suddenly saw a tall shadow figure walk into my room. The dark figure walked across my room, turned, and looked at me, then took a couple steps and disappeared into the walk-in closet. I am not exactly how how tall it was. It was definitely taller than the doorway, and it had long arms, and it was darker than the room was with all the lights turned off. It was also had had no face that I could see. I was petrified. I rolled over so that I was facing the wall. I was 23 or 24-year-old man, and I hid under the blankets like a child until the sun came out the next morning. Interesting. That's a very common thing that we've we've read, that people see uh, the shadow figure walk in from the doorway. I mean, that would be fucking terrifying. Yeah. Just to be laying there, and you see a shadow figure walk in your room, and not only that, and like, fully acknowledge you as well. Let me ask you guys this. Have you, have you guys seen, besides Top Hot Man, have you seen a shadow person in your room coming out of REM sleep? Have you seen... Something in the corner of your room before? No. But, and I don't know, this might be a long shot. I don't know if I could attribute this to shadow people, but um, I, usually when I fall asleep, I don't wake up in the middle of the night. I, I only wake up to my alarm. Or if I do wake up, it's just briefly enough for me to like look at my phone and notice that, hey, I still have X amount of hours left to sleep. And then instantly go right back to sleep. Like, I never wake up and examine my room, right? But I had a very interesting experience um, several months back. Because I was I was having a really hard time um, going to sleep at, around that time, I was really investigating different ways to help me go to sleep. And one of those was meditating before bed to music. And that music was some sort of astral space music or um my favorite is crystal singing bowls like i went and bought yes. my my own singing bowl because i love them um i had a really fucking weird experience and i don't think i've told you guys this actually so i was laying in my bed and i was listening to my music with my eyes shut and when i when i meditate i basically just focus on nothing but blackness nothing but blackness and the noises going on around me and you know, like when your eyes are closed and it's almost like someone flashes a light in your eyes or you see a light from the street or something come on, like my room is pitch black. And your eyes are closed. You my haven't opened them. I had a like sheer white flash go over my eyes and a voice in my head that said, turn it off. Oh my so, God, the chills that I just got. So what's crazy about that story and the meditation factor of it, there's a conspiracy theory, and I love my conspiracy theories, <laughs> but if you lay down in your bed and you don't go to sleep for 30 minutes straight, you're able to project your body laying there, and you're also allowed to go into sleep paralysis. So if you really want, you have to make sure it's really dark in your room. You lay there for 30 minutes straight, and... There's not an excessive amount of moving. That's meditation, right? Yep. You, you just lay there. And you're able to actually project yourself, which is theoretically sleep paralysis, and you're able to fill other entities. So I want to... What I really think is, if this conspiracy is correct, you were able to almost get there, but something was not allowing you to get there. Here's the thing that's you guys tri- are scared shit out Here's of the me. thing that's trippy about it though. Um when the event happened, um the way my room is laid out is, you know, my bed is against one wall, um to my left is my window, and in front of me is a wall with the closet and then the doors off to the right. And when um Where I was laying, I was laying right next to the window. And that's the same uh, place where Becca saw the top hat man looking out the window. And what was weird about it was it wasn't just a voice in my head saying, turn that off. I could physically, like my brain somehow could pinpoint the voice coming from the corner of my room 
where she had saw the top. Yeah, you me. knew the directional sound of it. So it was just the weirdest coincidence, you know, series of events that happened where I got the white flash. There was a voice that was not my own that said it very sharply. I mean, it was like, turn it off. That's how it was from the corner of my room. Was it Bill Watkins? Turn it off. <laughs> I'm not a heaven man. No, but it just, because it, it was so dark in my room and my eyes were closed, like I, at that rate, I didn't even want to know. I just, I, I said, okay, rolled over, turned the music off, rolled over, went to sleep, and that was the end of it. Dang. There was nothing else that happened. You the didn't ghost like, didn't want to party with you, man. No, he was like, I want to go to sleep too, motherfucker. <laughs> maybe, dude, maybe your well, shadow. What if it was Clyde? What if. Dogs could talk now, and you oh, found dogs I talking. That. I would love it. Oh my He's god! He's like, just shut up. I'm tired what? of your stinky asshole. <laughs> no, that's vice versa. His asshole is right. <laughs> oh, his is bad. <laughs> what if it was like your shadow person, your guardian angel, saying something, dude? Like you were about to do something scary? Because I, I need to tell my story. But what if it was that? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't think it was scary. I think uh, I've had enough experiences in my room, and all the experiences I've had with the top hat man really revolve around the room that I'm in. And I honestly feel like, um, I don't feel like it was helpful for me. Like, I don't feel like there was a guardian angel saying, you need to turn that off and go to sleep. Um, I honestly feel like whatever was in that room with me at that time was disturbed by the music and wanted me to shut it off. Mm. And that was its, its communication. It would have been one thing if it was like, hey, you should turn it off and go to sleep. It was an aggressive, like, turn that shit off now. Like angry. When do you ever hear of a spirit just being like, "Hey, man, I I know you you're trying to go to sleep. I know you're vibing." But that's what I'm saying though. Is like it was the so way it was strong. manifested was just so aggressive. It it was it, obviously it stuck with me. I, like I I'm, I will never forget that instance. All right, Hunter, go ahead. You okay. can tell your story. Okay, this guy's. I need I need I need like full attention. This this actually really effed me up, and I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this sooner. But I think it scared me so much I wanted to forget about it. And your story like literally pulled it out of me, and it's 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 screwing with me. So, like you, Chase, I was doing a meditation. Dom was out of town. My favorite time to do meditations is when Dom's not there because I can really like I can spread out on the bed. I can really get like deep into it. I can do my whole ritual. And there's this app that I use. I tell you guys about. It's called Sacred Acoustics. And there's actual science behind the sounds that they use. And I bought this this 70 minute meditation called the Event Horizon, and it was I'll I'll read you the description for it. It was it was terrifying. Known as the point of no return, Event Horizon evokes the intersection of pure oneness of Source with all apparent reality, right at the creation creative origin of all events of the universe. Interwoven tones fluctuate rhythmically from low delta to theta, proving providing a amplified opening into universal mind and allowing the inner observer to attain a much broader perspective. And they rate this as an, an advanced meditation session. And I just casually pl- plop it on, laying in bed, and it's doing all this build-up. The, basically, the whole audio is a build-up, right, guys? Like a, like a, like a bass drop, right? There's this big build-up to this EDM song, but in this meditation, it just builds you up, builds you up, builds you up. And at some point, I become lucid. I almost drift into the sleep, and I become kind of semi-unconscious. You know that feeling when you're kind of in and yeah. kind of out, but yep. you're still there. So I'm 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 almost into sleep because I usually do the meditation to sleep. And I'll play you this noise another time. Maybe I'll even send it to you, Chase, so you can put it into edit. But this audio drops, and it does this really weird. Imagine Event Horizon in, in the picture. Let me let me show you guys this while you're while I'm telling you. It looks like this. As you're dropping into this this portal, it does this sound, and it was so eerie, and I can't describe it. No words can describe what happened, but the thing that scared the shit out of me is when this thing happened, this drop happened, and I hit that event horizon, I believe I either slipped into another dimension, I slipped into another reality, or something pierced the veil and came to me because I opened my eyes, and guys, I'm getting chills talking about this. I opened my eyes. There's a ceiling of fan above, right above my head, just like at a 45 degree angle above my head. And I have pretty high vaulted ceilings. And I look at the ceiling fan. It's not on. And there's this literal white, gray, smoky hand that started itching, clo- inching closer and closer and closer to me. And it kept reaching at me. I literally audibly had to say out loud, do not get near me. And it continued, continued. I had to sit up on my elbows and the dogs were next to me on the right. I had to get up and they... I'm not making this up. Both dogs looked up at the fucking 
fan. And then I said, stop. I like fucking yelled it. I was in the house by myself and the hand didn't just go away. It like, like almost like dissipated, like fluttered away. But I witnessed this fucking spectral something, this hand reach out at me. And I'll tell you guys, it wasn't good. It was not a good energy. And I guess I've been trying to not think about it because your story just brought that up to me. (laughs) And I know we're talking about shadow people, but I think something visited me in that night and it scared me so much, guys. And it, it was so much that I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell Dom. I didn't tell anyone. It was so scary. All I told her when she came back was I had a really scary meditation and I don't want to talk about it because huh. it was really, really intense. Interesting. So there you go. That's my little excerpt. We're going to have to get into Reiki meditation. Oh, I'd love to do that. I would really, really love to do that. Adrian wants to continue a story. So let's we should. We should. And and, and, and what we, Chase and I just talked about really does tie into the shadow people because, as, as Adrian was saying earlier, these topics kind of go inter- interchangeably with so many different things. Shadow people, interdimensional, demons, aliens. You name it. Sleep paralysis. That's what I chalk it up to. <laughs> sleep paralysis. Always goes back to sleep paralysis. You're just for hallucinating. Probably. Very crack. I, I smoke a lot of crack. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Well, let's talk about one of the most famous places in the U.S. that has been known and also a lot of the images of shadow forms happening. It's the Gaslight Inn. And unfortunately... It has been closed due to some uh, health issues within the family. But don't you worry. It is famous for its ghosts and the breaded tenderloins. That's probably <laughs> why there's health issues in the family. <laughs> Let's be fair here. <laughs> Fucking salmonella. Well, the Gaslight Inn was as celebrated for its paranormal activity and haunted tours as it was for its breaded tenderloins. <laughs> Demore bought the place in 2008 and transformed it from what he built, a broken-down little dive bar on Indy's south side, into a destination that serves the best food around and features live music and comedy acts. Demore's description was included in a GoFundMe campaign he launched to raise money for building and ground improvements. The Gaslight Building in 2280 South Meridian Street is surrounded by cemeteries, Legend claims Depression-era bank robber John Dillinger drank there. Employees and patrons heard voices, gunshots, and in the basement, glass breaking. Shadowy figures or clear images of a girl, man, or woman dressed in early 20th century clothing appeared. Some people felt like they were being touched or even watched. We've had people find scratches on themselves. Bartender Amber Rhea told Indie Star Beverage reporter Amy Hanlin in summer 2015. Indianapolis-based Paranormal 911 examined the place. Let me talk about how they put 911 just to make them seem more experienced. Okay, let's be fair here. I made a comment about the cops, and you're like, well, that's what I would do is call the cops. Yeah, but this is ghost cops. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the ghost, please. Sign me up. Uh, the Ghostbusters? Yeah, uh, but more teaser. so just... <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. The biography yeah. channels My Ghost Story featured findings in a 2011 episode. So if you guys want to go check out that episode, go ahead. This is my little filter for you guys. Investigators detected the girl and woman, as well as a male figure in the basement. The man was dressed in a an 1900s-style suit. Our intuitive investigators have all associated the name John with this presence. In-depth research indicated that a fo- former owner of the building for 40-plus years was named John Dransfield. Paranormal 9-11 reports at its website, Perhaps spirits hung around to be close to what was considered one of Indiana's finest breaded tenderloin sandwiches. <laughs> oh my god. We're really <laughs> squeezing just, it. Yeah, they're just a bunch of fucking fatty ghosts and he's like, <laughs> ah, "Give it. me that. Give me that fucking breaded tenderloin." Veggie Why am I mine. British all of a sudden? Why am I British all of a sudden? This is ridiculous. Oscar's going to love that. Fans adored it and other pub food offerings such as chili wings, fried catfish and bacon wrapped fillet. Okay, that's fair. What are we talking about? That's that's fair. I had a British accent on this one. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. 
but if you guys want to look at the Gaslight Inn, they have some really good pictures. And the picture that I sent to the guys, it's this black blob of just blackness. It's uh, it's like a misty shade. Yes, and exactly what one of the forms that Hunter brought up in the last episode, it was depicted in one of these pictures. So if you guys want to look at it, just type in Gaslight Inn Paranormal, and it will show the picture that we are talking about. Hmm. I'm looking at the picture in real time, and that's that's interesting because a lot of the pictures that I did saw in my research of the type of shadow person, which is called the mist more commonly, looks like this, where it's just like blocking out half the picture or a, a, per, a person's face or something. You can almost see something. Well, the the thing that's so interesting about it is the basement has all the lights on. And it's just pure darkness in this one area, which is so weird. You know, I'm going to get off topic. I'm kind of just like reading your notes. You were really intrigued about this breaded tenderloin. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of facts <laughs> on the breaded tenderloin. Where is Indiana's best breaded pork tenderloin? Aesthetically, it's not destination restaurant you travel long distance for. But breaded tenderloin is really something. The half-pound slab was hefty buttermilk dressed with a glove-like breading remnant. Dude, are you writing a fucking breaded tenderloin review about this place? Yeah, don't 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 worry. (laughs) (laughs) He's really interested in this breaded tenderloin. Oh my god, do you like breaded tenderloins? I've never had it. That's why I was so. Oh my god. We found hey, that's that's our uh, that's one of our field trips. I guess so. When we go well, to the, it's closed. Well, oh, that's a bummer. Because I was gonna say we can go to the asylum out in Indianapolis. There is actually in and you know, Indiana is an interesting place in, in the way that there's a lot of haunted places that we can explore. Yeah, it's actually like literally ten minutes from Becca's brother's house. I'm down. <laughs> I'm so down. So what do you guys think about the hauntings there? I um, mean, people have scratches on them, they've had evidence actually there. What do you guys think? I am going to say skeptical leaning towards believable. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of there with Chase, but but the shadow people thing is just dr- it's blurred lines again. Like are these are these ghosts or these aliens or these black-eyed kids? What are they? Is it a poltergeist? And right. is it a poltergeist a shadow we haven't person? even talked about the black-eyed kids. Yet. Is it energy shadow manifestation? Figure. I don't know. Uh I'm I would be more curious and I would have a better answer if I can see the gaslight in. Yeah. Um and like when it was built, what it was, you know, the history behind the actual building itself. Well, maybe that's a future episode. Yes. So, Hunter, you want to read us your next story with good old Tonia? Tonia? Tanya? Tonia. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, um, here's another excerpt from that awesome book. Again, I'm going to plug it again because it was, it's so worth plugging. It's a walk in the shadows, complete guide to shadow people. Rick, or excuse me, Mike Rick Sector. This is Tanya's story or whatever, how Tonia's story. My experience took place in the early 90s in a small rural town in Iowa. I had just recently divorced from my husband who had been very abusive to me and our animals as well. I had gone out earlier in the day and purchased a new alarm clock so I, so I didn't oversleep again and got in trouble at work. I placed the new alarm across the room on my dresser far enough away that I would not have to get up to shut it off. Or I would have to get it to shut it off. The next morning when the alarm went off, I felt as if someone was watching me. And when I opened my eyes, I found a dark shadow looking at me very closely, directly into my face. I screamed, and the shadow stood and ran for the closed window with his cape swooshing from his quick departure. The shadow didn't have any facial features that I could make out, but it did appear to have a top hat and a cape for his coat. (laughs) I did for many years later that my house had... Been one-eyed Jack Monterey in the 1900s. Was it one-eyed Jack checking to see if I was ready to go? God damn it! That no, <laughs> it was a fucking vampire. It was Colin Robinson. God Colin damn it, Robinson. Can no. you just imagine a fucking caped man? He was some dude was in her house creeping on his ass. Had a cape. Can you imagine the turnaround with the big cape swoosh? He's like. I'm gone. You can't see me. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Honestly, I, boys, I didn't realize that I put that story in there. So um, we just had a Apologies. we have a wizard on our hands. Apologies. Uh, yes. Uh, honestly, it was probably the divorced husband. It was like, yeah, she just saw me creeping on her bed. This is real awkward now. Vanish. <laughs> it's like it's like from the Enfield Poltergeist when the magician came in and just started doing like fucking flashes of light into their faces, and he's gone mad. Oh, Poof. My fucking- 
yeah. Sorry, boys. That that was a good laugh, though. I did, <laughs> as I was reading that, I was like, my f- hands are on my forehead. I'm like, what am I doing right here? <laughs> hey, Chase, why don't you read this hey, next you know one? What? Who knows what you're going to get into? You know what? We make mistakes here in Stuck in the Purgatory, <laughs> so we apologize. That was great. Uh, hey, that book is sorry. amazing, though. <laughs> we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Oh, my God. I don't... Okay, hold on. Before we move on, believable or not? <laughs> I believe. I believe in the caped man in the in one-eyed Jack. Okay, but all seriousness, he she did see the top hat, and that's and that's the oh one my God. underlying don't, don't thing. That's what know. that's no. what most creepers and pedophiles wear when they don't want to be seen. <laughs> as a cape and a top hat. Top hat. That's Next very time you're having your your little meditation, I'd show up with the top hat, and then I'd I'd reach out towards you. I will literally come murder you if you come into my house with a top hat. You will you will not exist. I am like so scared to read this next one. <laughs> quite honestly, so scared. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is a great book, guys. Let me tell you though, yeah, this book totally. is amazing. One Eyed Jack. <laughs> oh man! Apparently, there's context to One Eyed Jack that we don't know about. I mean, I Jack a One Eyed. <laughs> that was your best I jack dad my joke one yet. Eye all the time. That was your best dad joke. My goodness, Corey Story. I've always had a propensity for weird shit. The hat man is no different than anything else. It communicated through touch, I guess. Something like telepathy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it when you read stories, you turn them to midnight sexual radio? So far, this is real kinky. (laughs) Wait, hold up, hold up. Let's, Let's get a KFA fact check. One Eye Jack is a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Not not a mortuary. Okay. Good to hear. This guy's a liar. It wanted to feel being in a body. I had a feeling it wanted to be specific with its infinity. If I'm being honest, I associated the experience more with aliens. I don't think it wanted my body. I think it wanted to explain its intrusions. (laughs) Adrian can't hold himself Okay, hold on Context, context This part of the book He's talking about How some some shadow people Are pushing for possession Actually to feel Physical manifestation. <laughs> so that's why it's kind of interesting. <laughs> the alien thing. Is it really, or is it? Is this a sex I, I, story in the no, book? No, I'm true. It's up, true. I'd give even better context when you're going through and you just called re- your ass out. One, one of the <laughs> reasons why up. why we don't get into the grays and the aliens is because many of the times that people encounter them, it's more of a sexual sense. They want that crazy sex story with an alien. And it's it's not even a joke. It's many times with abductions and all that, all they talk about is being penetrated. So that, that <laughs> that's why I'm cracking up so much because he brings up aliens and it's, it's just a full-on sex story. And the reason, you know the, what? The fact that Chase is reading it is even better. I yes. picked this. All right. I, I want you guys to have the full effect of my libido. So we're going to start this over. Corey story. I've always had a propensity for weird shit. The hat man is no different than anything else. It communicated through touch. I guess something like telepathy. It wanted to feel being in my body. I had a feeling it wanted to be specific with its infinity. If I'm being honest, I associate the experience more with aliens. I don't think it wanted my body. I think it wanted to explain its intrusion. Mine felt curious. Cold, electric, an alien. It started with fear. I wanted to beat the fear, but I figured it was either testing me or needing to eat something. So once I stopped being afraid, I asked what the fuck it was doing in my room. However, I'm still terrified of other beings I've seen. I'm pretty sure the closest analogy I can give, it was hacking into the simulation and wanted to play the game. It exploited The way it was explained to me later is that we live in a simulation and they hack into it. They shouldn't. It's like a drug. Okay. Okay. Again. (laughs) Again. This goes back to allegory of a cave and it goes back to the matrix is that we're all living in a a simulation and shadow people maybe can cross in between those things and maybe shadow people are the robots that control us. That's a theory. It sounds like maybe they wanted to cross in between her legs, but... It's Corey. Uh, it's, it's Corey. It's a dude. Corey, no. His legs. Let's be fair. 
Corey could be a male or female name. It's a very yeah, interchangeable that's name. True. So, I apologize. Yeah. We're sorry, sorry. Corey. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> okay. So how about that one? Believable or not? <laughs> it sounded more like the dude was really horny when you wrote this. So I'm going to say not believable. AJ? I don't even really know. I was just trying to sound sexy. So oh, I'm yeah. not, I couldn't really fully take in the story myself. It was great. You know what, Corey? I believe you. Hey, Top Hat Man, if he's the leader of the Black Eyed Kids, then maybe he wants to know how it is to feel alive because maybe he's a demonic presence. Or he's the leader of an alien and he's trying to figure out how our bodies work. So you are correct. Sounds like he just wants the sensation of um, physical touch. Hey, you know, don't we all? Just, you know, instead of caressing someone's body, just give them a nice hug. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read this next one, and then Adrian can take the last one, because it's funky fresh. I love it. So this is Sandra's story. My second personal encounter with a shadow figure took place in October 2003. Keith and I were staying at a local bed and breakfast house during a weekend when we were speakers at the Ryan Buell's annual UVCon conference at Penn State. The name of this small, pleasant bed and breakfast was the Yellow House, part of the State College Pennsylvania When I had my sighting, it was a bright sunshine in the middle of the morning. I was in the kitchen making coffee before we left when I had happened to glance out the window and caught a glimpse of what appeared to be a small shadow entity flitting about the back porch. Now, this back porch was contained within the house with solid walls and a door leading to the backyard. At first, I only glimpsed it for a moment out of the corner of my left eye. I then turned and was able to get a good enough look at it as to certain that it was definitely not a humanoid in form, and that it was no more than perhaps four feet tall. A peculiar sensation overcame me immediately after witnessing it, which I can only describe as almost electric tingling sensation within my thighs. <laughs> I never What are you reading? Guys, I, I fucked up. <laughs> this book has been amazing, and I just didn't realize it was so sexual while I was reading it. I was so into like the actual like research of the shadow people. Did that... you find like a rom com of shadow people or Maybe, something? I guess so. This book's Anybody. freaking amazing. <laughs> this book's amazing. He, and he's like, and you he shared it with us. I know why you shared it with us now. Yes, I'm just trying to bring you guys into my sexual corner. Into his thighs. <laughs> okay, let me restart that. All right, which I can only describe as an electrical tingly sensation within my thighs. I had never experienced a sensation quite like this. Oh, poor. Poor person, lady, woman, whoever. <laughs> As I watched the shadow figure. What are we doing here? <laughs> you should name this episode the sexual exploitations of shadow people. Oh my God. As I watched the shadow figure quickly dart for the porch and dashed across the backyard, finally disappearing behind a small, historic-looking building next door. The thing is, whenever you hear someone say that they, they see something out of the corner of their eye, skepticism automatically comes up. However, when you when you then turn look straight forward and the thing's still there, you know it's not a figment of your imagination. It's not some trick of your visual field. Yeah. This is one of the first stories I, I have heard of a shadow person that's actually not within the same room as someone. Usually when you have a story with shadow figures, it's... Something that's within their room, their kitchen, their house, their abode. And uh, this it's actually interesting because could, could it be very possible that shadow figures can roam outside of a personal presence, right? Can Are they walking amongst us in the streets? Or is it just a form that your mind is taking place and you're seeing someone's energy field go across that way and that that could then take out the sexual sense of it but you're you're then feeling that energy field go past and then that's why she's feeling that kind of sensation even if it was sensation in the hands or sensation sensation in the mind i i will give you that and the fact that uh the three of us are very fucking juvenile Let's be real here. Yeah, we can be immature. Yeah, I mean, 27 episodes now, guys. You should understand the personalities of the three people in this room. Um, I I almost, the way you describe it, Adrian, is it's almost more of like like when you get goosebumps, right? You still get a tingly feeling in your, your skin in that area where you're getting the goosebumps. So it almost could be, we're probably reading it wrong, and it's probably more like, 
that was an eerie feeling. Like there was something that caused me to feel a presence. Um, and now I've got the tingly feel in my skin. So that's, I guess that's where I'm taking it more from a respectable adult approach, I guess. I tried to be strategic when I picked these stories, that there's a physical sensation added to the story. Let me just say KFA is the most mature person in this. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah. You are the least mature. I think mature. I agree with Chase on this one. Uh, send us an email, and please, please back me up on this. <laughs> but either way- Don't forget, I... stuck in this purgatory at gmail.com. But but either way, there there could be a sensation, and there's many sensations within any paranormal experience, right? Doesn't matter if it's poltergeist. When you walk into a haunted area, and this is why psychics and I know when me and Chase just go ham on Lorraine Warren, but when you walk into a generally eerie place, you get a sensation. It's you know your back hair sticking up. It's the goosebumps on your arms you just feel and just like minder said in her last episode when she walked down in her basement she could sense something and i feel like when she saw this presence outside her window she felt a bad presence that wasn't in that room at that moment it's it's like hotel colorado for us i mean you you know you're going someplace where you're expecting something to happen because of the stories behind it um but like the feeling you get when you get to the room that was the um the cremation room in the morgue room it's just so overwhelming like just me thinking about it is giving me goosebumps right now it's just such an over overwhelming feeling so i i understand that that point and i mean and one last point before adrian does our final story here is the physical sensation of people's energies is a real thing. It's a it's a quantifiable, it's a measurable thing that all human beings emanate a certain amount of energy. Uh, you can call it the aura, you can call it whatever you want, doesn't matter. But a good example of that is, and I'm sure we've experienced this as kids, is that if you woke up in a night terror as a kid and you went to your parents' room and maybe you didn't like actually like physically touch your parents to wake them up or even say anything – you just stood there because you didn't know what to do, and your parent always would wake up. At least happened to me when I would when I would do that as a kid, and they would f- sense your presence. That is an actual thing. So, could these shadow people, could these entities, whatever you want to call it, whatever we're trying to to solve here, could these entities have you know physical sensations? Could they have auras about them even in their plane of existence? It's possible. It's definitely possible that this individual experienced a physical sensation, a tingling between the legs, whatever. That's what they experienced, and we can't necessarily refute it. I have a tingly sensation every time I look at Chase. Uh, Me too. Most people do. Um, (laughs) Believable or not? Uh, It's actually intriguing for me. It is intriguing. Is it believable? I don't... The way she tells the story. Okay, so basically what I'm hearing is skeptical, leaning towards believing. That's me, for sure. Skeptical, leaning towards believing. Bullshit. No, I'm I'm skeptical leaving towards believing. Um just for the uh the straight reason of anarchy, um skeptical, believing and not believing. Wow. <laughs> Chaotic neutral. So context for our last story before Adrian goes into it is uh this wonderful book that I I'm just a huge fan of. These guys are wackadoodle on. Uh The Walk in the Shadow is a complete guide to shadow people. Uh, Mike talks about uh, an investigation they did at the Black Bear Church in the middle of nowhere in Olive Township, Oklahoma. And this is where they experience my personal favorite type of shadow person, the well, crawler. Well, even better, Chase loves the crawler. So this one's for you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Our experience of the crawler at Black Bear was more of the lanky spider variety. Ungodly, fast, and menacing. It slinked in through one of the basement windows as we conducted a paranormal investigation there and began to circle us. What started off as a creepy shadow soon became a flurry of arms and legs, so quick that it was almost a blur. Around the ceiling and walls, it weird, at some point hitting the floor and knocking a soda bottle across the room. The entire basement darkened and grew ominous. At one point, it seemed to clang against the metal railing of the stairs that led down to the room, and our audio equipment suffered from an outburst of electric feedback that could not have been caused by anything local. 
we were literally out in the middle of nowhere. So the picture, and we'll post to the Instagram if we can, is a very creepy basement. And they were doing this hunt. And it, I mean, I can't say that they necessarily saw anything, but it's the, the this crawler sp- uh, entity or whatever that you want to call it, the shadow person, is definitely very... It's my favorite because it's the most menacing. Of course, it's just a villain. It's just not a positive shadow person. So it's, I don't know. This one's, it's hard to say if it's true or not, but it's its definitely menacing. I am sticking to true, so our cryptid, cryptid community will search for it and throw millions of dollars into it. So it's a cryptid. Could be. Uh... <clears throat> Don't you dare. You are riding on this pedestal with me. Yeah, you love cryptids, Chase. You better you not. ride with me. <laughs> I do love my cryptids. <laughs> um, yes, I I will believe in the sure fact that I would like this to be reality. Um, so I will I will take my standpoints that I believe in this. Um, the thing about the crawler that gets me, and this goes back, I don't know if any of, any of you guys played the Evil Within video yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's the spider lady that mm-hmm. shows up three or four times in that game. Yep fucking terrifying and it's always just the worst encounters in that game and this story i can only imagine this happening in real life and at least in a video game like you have guns and shit like you could you fight it you fight it off right these guys are literally standing here defenseless helpless and you've got this creepy ass spider-like being just skirting around you up on walls on the floor screeching at you through electrical equipment. Like, I would be in an insane asylum if that happened to me, I'm pretty sure. I'd be fucked up. Yeah. I mean, if if you saw a black orb that was then circling you and then all of a sudden grew legs like a spider, I fucking hate spiders. And nonetheless, if it's su- something that big, fuck that. Yeah. And if you're more curious about this this episode, and it, it gets, it's interesting, it's an episode that I'll t- tell it in a second, but... The, the, this they were so creeped out during this investigation that they had a psychic with them and it was such a powerful energy like they actually thought that they they were going to get physically attacked they suggested they started singing hymns and trying to bring a more positive atmosphere so that this this entity would drive away and they actually did and the the crawler apparently slid out the window from where it came which is just just fucked up if you're interested in hearing more about this go check out his episode on my ghost story and it's the episode titled Church of Darkness I mean, I gotta say, this one's this one's the most outlandish of of them all, I think. But this one intrigues me the most because it borderlines cryptids, but it also borderlines everything that you can love and appreciate about shadow people. And it's there is a theory, guys, and I don't mean to dive deeper into anything else weird. There's a theory that there's also shadow animals, and there's a story within Mike's book where it talks about an individual who was being attacked by a dire wolf, a shadow dire wolf, and the husband woke up to his wife in pure panic, but she couldn't audibly move or make sound. And he physically saw that something with animal like paws was pushing down on her shoulders, oppressing her. And he could not see what was doing it. And he couldn't get it off of her. And she basically had to fight the entity entity. So believe it or not, there could be shadow animals. Hannah, was that you? That's right. That's right. That reminds me of her story. I didn't even think about that. She, if I remember the story is right, I mean, though, it was more like Grim Grim Reaper-esque. Yeah. I'd have to go back and read the story. She had had a lot of stuff going on, but there's also, there's this old hag syndrome, too, that I, I, I need to explore more, Fran. Not for this episode. There's this whole old hag syndrome. It's the sleep paralysis thing. There's so much that we can help with Hannah and also just things that we can talk about. It's absolutely wild. And obviously, that's why we did part two. And this won't be the last time we talk about shadow people. I think what we really need, we need you listeners to fill us in with some of your amazing shadow person episodes. Or stories. I would love to hear some shadow person stories. Yeah, so if you guys do have those stories, always reach out to us. We have our Instagram DMs. They are public, so go ahead and abuse our DMs. It's at Stuck in This Purgatory. Or you don't have an Instagram. What what would you do? Just email us over at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. Or if you have a Reddit, go ahead. A KFA is going to respond 
at the best of his abilities on any Reddit shadow person stories. And if you want to give our links a nice little look, there's a link tree on our Instagram page. Don't forget um, Twitter. Uh, Adrian is still horribly alone on Twitter. Really He's basically just followers. following people, trying to get people just to pay attention to him or like, I mean, even just like look at him, you know? So just give him some love on Twitter. All right. <laughs> He's crying right now, guys. He's crying. Just follow him. Follow him. Uh, don't forget, we are now on Apple Podcasts as well. Just another plug for that one. Um, so there are several places you guys can listen. Uh, I will be updating the link tree here shortly, so you guys will have some more access from Instagram and elsewhere that I can put the link tree to get to all of our content. Thank you, guys. I hope you love the episode, and we love you. So if you feel a tingly feeling within your thighs, always remember we are all stuck in this purgatory.